Good morning and welcome to a Saturday, August the 7th morning show of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And we are delighted that you've joined us again this morning uh, for our ongoing series uh, on the book of Galatians. Galatians, of course, uh, being a Pauline epistle that is focused on uh, the danger of the church uh, believing another gospel uh, besides the one that Paul taught uh, and the one that was providentially and inspirationally given to Paul by God, by the Holy Spirit. Uh, so that is the focus of Galatians. Um, another gospel inside the church, uh, but I'm sure we will make maybe brief mention of another gospel outside the church as well that people believe in. Uh, but I'll leave that to Pastor Dick. Pastor, the floor is yours, sir. Take us on a trip through Galatians, please. All right, you've already you've already taught half of my uh, half of my lesson today. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're not, and I'm not either. Yeah, we're in the book of Galatians, and uh, just to review a little bit about, we've we've um, exposited the uh, first chapter uh, last Saturday. Um, this Saturday we'll be in Galatians chapter two. But let me tell you, uh, but just review a few things. And if you want to review it yourself uh, after we're done here, you can go back to uh, that podcast of last Saturday. The emphasis in the book of Galatians is the gospel. The word gospel appears 12 times in the book of Galatians. And, um, and, uh, it's the, and the emphasis is on, uh, the problem, uh, in Galatia, uh, which was happening that he was dealing with, uh, the Galatian church was another gospel, uh, a gospel other than, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ and being saved by grace through faith and not by works. And so uh, that was being perverted in the city of Galatia, in that region. Uh, it actually was a region, uh, but uh, uh, he's dealing with that. Uh, he mentions the gospel 12 times in this, uh, in this epistle. By the way, uh, I like to do word studies. You know that the Holy Spirit is mentioned 17 times in the book of Galatians. Uh, so um, I'm just doing that to pique your interest so that when you study, you can look at these key words and see what the, what they're all about. Uh, I love keyword studies, and uh, that's one of the ways in which you can study for yourself. And we're, we're studying because the key word here is the gospel. In uh, we finish chapter one, uh, and we'll uh, we'll read you the last four verses of that chapter. Paul had been traveling, and uh, he had gotten saved in Damascus, and he went uh, uh, went to Arabia, for, and then he, after three years, he came back to Jerusalem. Uh, he didn't see any of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. And then he says, now the things which I write unto you, behold, before God, I lie not. Of course, there are no lies in the Bible unless used to 
show that someone else lied other than God. And then he says, afterwards, I came into the regions of Syria and Cilicia and was unknown by face under the churches of Judea, which were in Christ. They didn't recognize him. He'd been gone. But they heard, but they had heard only that he which persecuted us in times past now preacheth the faith, which once he destroyed, and they glorified God in me. And then he starts chapter um, uh, chapter two by <laughs> an amazing verse, and, and I keep scratching my head over this. He says, then 14 years after I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and took Titus with me also. What was he doing for 14 years? Well, honest to goodness, uh, it doesn't tell you here in the book of Galatia, but when you read the book of Acts, the chapters uh, 12 through the end, you'll see it's almost all about uh, the Apostle Paul's missionary journeys. Uh, he got saved and sent right away. And he went and he preached the gospel, the true gospel. And so after 14 years of travel and preaching the gospel, he says, I went up again to Jerusalem and with Barnabas. Now, Barnabas was a Jew. Mm -hmm. And he says, and he took Titus with me also. And Titus was not a Jew. He was a Gentile. And then he says, I went up by revelation and communicated unto them that gospel what gospel? That gospel which I preach among the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. And the reason he said that gospel is because in chapter 1, he warned the people who were falling for another gospel mm -hmm. and not the gospel, not the true gospel of Jesus Christ. They were adding to it. They were detracting from it. They were perverting it uh, and still calling it the gospel. Watch out, folks. That's happening this very day. Let me give you some examples. There are some uh, people say that you have to join a church to be saved. What? Where does the Bible say that? No place. There are some people that teach, and I can tell you the denominations. I'll tell you one of them. I've been to their churches. The disciples of Christ uh, taught that you had to be baptized immersed in water to be saved. Oh yes, you had to believe first, but then you had to be baptized to be to wash away your sins. Well, if water would wash away your sins, why did the sinless one, Jesus Christ, have to be baptized? Mm -hmm. He got baptized as a testimony to what he was going to do. It pictured his death, burial, and resurrection. And baptism is not a part of the true gospel it's part of another gospel, which is not the real gospel. Some people say you have to, uh, you have to believe and keep the Ten Commandments. I dare you to keep the Ten Commandments. Yeah. My Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Yeah. My Bible says in Romans chapter 1, there is none righteous, no, not one. And the only way that you can be righteous is to believe God. Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Uh, Romans chapter 4, verse 3, and it says that three other times in the New Testament. Abraham believed God. Didn't say anything about baptism. Didn't say he kept the law. He believed God. And my Bible says 
for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him, nothing else, whosoever believeth on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's the gospel, folks. Paul preached, wrote to the Corinthian church, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4, and we talked about this last week. The true gospel, the only gospel, the simple gospel, which you must believe to be saved is this, the death of Jesus Christ, the burial of Jesus Christ, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, plus or minus nothing. And so when Paul came to Jerusalem, of course, he was going to be preaching to the Jews. By the way, who was preaching to the Jews during that 14 years? It was Peter. It was Peter. Um, when, when Paul wrote the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 16, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to them that believe. To the Jew first. Now, I'll say some things about the Jews, but I'm not anti-Semitic. The book of Isaiah tells me in two places that Israel is God's elect nation. And he wanted them to get the gospel first. And he, and he sent a Jew born of a virgin and sinless to save them from their sins and us too as Gentiles. Amazing. That's what the book of Galatians is all about. So back to verse two, he says, I went up by revelation and communicated unto them, to them that gospel, which I preach among the Gentiles. And then he says this, but privately to them, which are of reputation, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. What? Well, Paul understood uh, one of our one of our famous preachers in the United States years ago was at uh, First Baptist Church in Hammond, Indiana. Dr. Jack Hiles used to say to us, and especially to the students at Hiles Anderson College, young people, everything rises and falls on leadership. And Paul was taking the leadership, and he was taking them aside privately mm -hmm. and saying, this is what the gospel is. You need to stick with it. You need to preach it. Uh, uh, you need to believe it. Uh, you need to herald it. Uh, and so Paul said, and so I, I wanted to go to the leadership first, and he did. Then he says this in verse 3, and I love this. He said, but neither Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. Now, you know, the Jews are often called the circumcision in the Bible. Why is that? Because in their law, every male child had to be circumcised on the eighth day of their life. Now, today, circumcision at birth for males is almost automatic. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, they say, you want me to circumcise you? And you, and you say yes, and it's for health reasons. Mm -hmm. It doesn't save you. Circumcision doesn't save anybody. The law doesn't save anybody. And so Paul goes to, uh, to the circumcision, the Jews, and he takes with him Titus, a Gentile, mm -hmm. and, and he says, 
And by the way, he says they must have learned something because they didn't compel Titus to be circumcised. Mm-hmm. Then he says, and that because of false brethren, unawares brought in. Oh, my goodness. How many times do we have to say this? I've taught about it in First Peter, in Second Peter. And when we get to Jude, because I'm going to do Jude next, probably uh, in verse four. It talks about false brethren uh, sneaking in privately. And he says they brought, in verse 4 here, he says they were brought in who came in privily, sneakily, Mm -hmm. to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they may bring us unto bondage. You see, folks, another gospel brings you unto bondage. If you believe you have to keep the law to be saved, you're under bondage to the law, and you can't keep the law. No one ever did except the Lord Jesus Christ. No one can because you have Adam's sin nature. That's just the way it is. I don't like it. You don't like it. But we still have that sin nature. Mm-hmm. And by the way, uh, there's something that takes care of sin. Sin is a disease. Uh, today we're fighting COVID-19, and and uh, they're they're forcibly making people to to be vaccinated. Now I was vaccinated when I was a kid against tuberculosis because it was it was a problem, and you couldn't go to school unless you were vaccinated. Uh, so vaccinate, vaccinate. That's all I hear in the news anymore. Vaccinate. I'm getting tired of hearing about vaccinate because I'm going to tell you from this word of God, there's only one vaccination that really works. And you know what that is? It's the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ because that's what cleanses us from all sin. Keep that in mind. So here come people in privately to, to sneak up on Paul and to undermine his ministry. He's not going to stand for it. And then he says they, brought, they were brought in unawares to bring us unto bondage. And then in verse 5 he says, To whom, those sneakies, those, those people that snuck in, to whom we gave place by subjection, no, not for an hour. Paul wouldn't bow down to the leaders. He had one thing to do, preach the gospel. And then he says this, to whom we gave place by subjection, no, not for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. You see, he'd been in Galatia before, and he preached the gospel. And now he hears that there's another gospel being preached, which is not another gospel. It's not the gospel at all. And then he says this, but, verse 6, but of these who seemed to be somewhat, whatsoever they were, it maketh no matter to me, God accepteth no man's person. Oh, listen to that. Well, aren't we to be subject to the higher powers? Only as uh, they are under God, because in uh, if in chapter six of Galatians, chapter three, he says, For if a man think of himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. And so he's saying, These people who thought they were somebody and they're not, he said, They didn't uh, they didn't have an effect on me. 
and then he says, um, and he says that they seemed to be somewhat in conference. Uh, and that is, they had gotten together, and they they started a, a conspiracy against the apostle Paul. He says they added nothing to me, but contrarywise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision, that's to the Gentiles, was committed unto me as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter. For he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostle, apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me toward the Gentiles. Peter was a, <laughs> was the chief was the chief apostle, and his job was to go to the Jews. Yeah. And in the first 12 chapters of the book of Acts, talks more about the apostle Peter than it does the apostle Paul and his ministry to the Jews. Oh, oh, he preached some to the Gentiles, but the very first gospel message uh, at Pentecost went to the Jews who were who were there at, in Jerusalem for the uh, for the feast of the Pentecost, and they got a gospel message from Peter. And at that time, in that period, short period of time, there were four thousand people who got saved. And who were they? They were all. Jews who were gathered together uh, for the Feast of Pentecost in Jerusalem, and God's plan was working. Then it says here in verse 9 of Galatians 2, and when James, Cephas, and John, you know, Paul uh, uh, occasionally calls Peter Cephas. Well, Cephas is the Aramaic term, uh, and Peter is a, the Greek term. He was his original name was Simon. Okay, so when he says Cephas, he, he's talking about Peter. And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship. Wow. Wouldn't you like to have been at that meeting? The big shots gave the Apostle Paul, who was a persecutor of the church, the right hand of fellowship because now he's preaching the correct and only gospel of Jesus Christ. And when they gave him the right hand of fellowship, that was saying, we agree with you, brother. And he says they, they gave us the right hands of fellowship that we, that's his Paul and Barnabas and Titus, who were mentioned before in this chapter, that we should go unto the heathen, <laughs> that's us Gentiles, and they under the circumcision. Only they would that we should remember the poor. That was important to the Jews. We should remember the poor. And Paul says, the same which I also was froward to do. He said, I was already doing that, and that's and, and he wanted to mention it. And it's prominent in this in this chapter. He says, But when Peter was come to Antioch, uh oh, what happened here? I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. The great Peter? the great preacher at Pentecost, he was to be blamed 
And this is 14 years later? Holy mackerel. What did he do? Well, he did something that, uh, and, and by the way, folks, I doctrinally, I'm a Baptist. I believe in Baptist doctrine mostly because I think they got the closest to the Bible. And I think they've got it accurately, although the Baptists are falling away rapidly because uh, wow. the, the, uh, there have been false preachers coming in among even the Baptists. And so here they were. Uh, Peter uh, was come to Antioch. Now, he said, I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. I thought they were getting along. I thought they had the right hand of fellowship. Isn't that what Paul just said a few verses earlier? He says, before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. This, is, this happened at Antioch. By the way, Peter had a lot of other foibles. He doubted Jesus when Jesus said he was going to die. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He disputed with Jesus. He, he denied the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I mean, this Peter had foibles. He was, he was imperfect. He was the chief of the apostles for crying out loud. And yet he was still guilty of doing something. So remember that folks, don't you ever get holier than thou. Mm -hmm. Remember that we've sinned. Remember that, uh, we're guilty of unrighteousness. Remember that. Try not to be, but you still have Adam's sin nature. You mean we can't can't reach sinless perfection? You can't reach sinless perfection? That's not taught in the Bible. The only time you're going to be sinlessly perfect is when you're absent from the body and present, present with the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's the only time. Thank you. My wife is pretty smart here. She's She kibitzes occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> and so he says, here's, here's Peter. He says, before certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. Isn't that amazing? And he says, and the other Jews dissembled them likewise with him, insomuch that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissimulation. So the Jews, with Peter at the head, got haughty and thought they were better than the Gentiles. Well, they thought so because they knew the book of Isaiah, uh, that, the, that they were God's elect nation, and they were going to hold it, and they were going to lord it over the Gentiles. They were just heathen. They were pagans. Uh, well, listen, folks, don't you ever do that. Then he says this in verse 14, but when I saw that they walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel. Well, wait a minute. Was Peter uh, complicit in when he separated himself from the Jews in perverting the gospel? Because one has to wonder. Because, you know, the Apostle Paul said in Romans 1 16, to the Jew first and also to, to the, the Greek. Greek. Yeah. Wait a minute. Peter, you're no better than anybody else. Peter, the Jews are no better than the Gentiles. They were only. 
the elect nation, but they were sinners because they came from, from Adam's loins, just like the rest of us. He says, but when I saw they walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel, I said unto Peter before them all, if thou, being a Jew, livest after the manner of the Gentiles, oh, oh, and not as do the Jews, why compellest thou the Gentiles to live as do the Jews? You can't expect the Gentiles to be circumcised. It's not in their law. It's in yours. That's right. So now they're filthy because they're uncircumcised. <laughs> and this is basically what Peter was saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we're not to say that about anybody. Listen. When I was growing up in West Peoria, well, I didn't, I don't think I ever totally grew up, did I, Curtis? <laughs> Not to this day. Yeah, okay. <laughs> which, I which, had, I, which I love. I had Jewish friends. I'm not going to tell you their last name, but, but if you're listening, you'll know who you are. Gordon, Michael, Peter, Jimmy, Sue Ellen, Brenda. They were all Jews, and they were friends of mine, and they didn't mind hanging around with me. Peter, stop it. By the way, uh, I, I, I was called from time to time. I've been called because some of the things I preach an anti-Semite. I love the Jews. <laughs> Nobody had better friends than the Jews. Uh, than the Jews that, that I grew up with. I mean, we had several of them that lived in West Peoria in my neighborhood. I was taught to love them by my parents because the Lord Jesus Christ loved them, even though they have rejected the gospel. And my Jewish people who are listening, please, please submit yourselves to the gospel of Jesus Christ. You don't have to stop being a Jew. No. God wants you to become a Christian. He wants you to be saved. He wants you in heaven. Well, Peter, he got a little high and mighty, and so Paul uh, called him to account. He says, we who are Jews by nature, this is verse 15 of Galatians chapter 3, we who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that as a man is not justified isn't that an important word you are not just honest fair decent in the eyes of God until you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior I don't care if you're black oriental white Jew uh, it, that matters not to me. It matters not to God. What matters to God is that you get saved and get right and and live under the under the correct gospel of Jesus Christ. When Paul said, "When I preach these things, I lie not," and I'm lying not because I'm telling you what the Scripture says. He says in verse 16 again, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law. And the reason for that is pff, the Jews couldn't even keep the law. They had it, 
given to them by Moses on the mount, but they they uh, they couldn't keep it. It says, uh, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. Does it get any plainer than that? Mm-hmm. To continue, he says, uh, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Then he says this, but if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? Well, that sounds logical then, doesn't it? If we do this and that and the other, and, 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 and we, then we make Christ the minister of sin. Is he? And he says this, God forbid. God forbid. So anyway, let's continue. Uh, now, I'm going to go back over some of these things in review in the next half hour. And we're just about done with this, with this half hour. And if you don't get to listen to the second half hour, I'm going to take this time to ask you, Jew, Gentile, Black, White, Oriental, Irish, German, Russian, it matters not to God. God's not a respecter of persons. He came to give his life a ransom for all. That means you. That means me. And he wants you to get saved by grace through faith in his precious son, Jesus Christ. Will you do it today?